Well, this is in 1999. I was just a kid then, I was 69. <laughs> and I had a young boy with me and he had got a deer before and he wanted another deer and it finds us on top of Raspberry Mountain. Island is about 30 miles long, just north of the big island of Kodiak. And it's noontime and I'd been hunting with them in the morning and we haven't done anything. I've seen four or five deer, but the, the wind was squirreling and we could not get close enough to get them. And we sat there and we ate our lunch and we're gonna go on the other side where we can get out of the wind a little bit and to go there. And I noticed this young man had his ear lappers down. I said, please take them ear lappers off because you may hear a deer before you see him. Oh, I can hear good. Okay. So he goes on the ridge along a canyon, and I go down, and that wind was still doing this, and so we went a little bit farther, and there's a buck, so I thought, I better shoot him. We better have something today. So I shot him. I know he would come because I told him, if you hear me shoot, you come to me. If I hear you shoot, I'll come to you. Well, he didn't come, and I have my pack board on my back, and I had a piece of plastic there, and I always do this with a deer. Instead of dragging them a mile and a half, I butcher them off, take all the meat off the animal, put it in, in a game bag, put it in the pack, put it on my back, and I'm gone. And so I start butchering. I'm alone now. I've got to really hustle because we got to be at the shore down there between 4 and 4.30. It starts to get dark, and we got 10 miles to run with the boat. And so I've got everything done in 30 minutes. I look at it. Only thing I didn't have was the liver or the heart. And we always eat that liver and heart before our supper at night. We tell a story what we've seen that day. And it's very interesting. We've got different hunters. And I've got the liver in this hand and the heart. I've got the knife in this hand. And around the corner, here comes the biggest growl you ever see. Here comes a bear just going like 40 miles an hour. I'm three steps, I'm three steps from my gun, but I know I don't have time. I threw that stuff up on the plastic and I took my knife and I thought I had one chance to put that knife down the bear's throat. His, his mouth was open, he was slobbering and he was yelling. And when he came, I made a gouge for him, but he turned his head and I just missed alongside. Now, probably you could see this arm here. He grabbed my arm here, and if you talk about a pain, he pulled down to the a bone and pulled my arm all the way down here with the, with the meat. And I had my left arm, and I was going to put it in the bear's eye. Well, that bear's head is big. I, <laughs> I came to his ear. And, and you see this bear went into that ear and I went twisting this way and that way. And you know, that bear didn't like that. So then I had one other thought. I think my arm is gone. I don't want to look there if he took my arm or what. There's an awful pain there. But when we were young on a farm, we knew how to bulldog cattle. We would 
grab him by the horns, the bull, put the foot and penned him down. Well, there's his long neck there. And I reached around and I used to be pretty strong. I could lift 200 pounds over my head and I've always poured concrete and so I was, I've never smoked. So I could run to 4,000 feet. <laughs> and I reached around that bear on the neck, but that was a mistake. That bear made one little thing like this. I was six feet in the air, 10 feet where I landed. The bear went down and come around. This time he come, rah, rah, and I'm backing up to try to get to the gun. And I tripped over a root and he's up there and he kind of overshot me and I got leather boots on. I brought them back to my chest and I hit him right below the neck and I ticked him off sideways, and I was up before the bear was up. <laughs> and then that bear, he went down and he circled. Now something about bear, if you look at us, probably every 10 of us, we'd have one left-handed. But a bear, I believe, is right pod. Now they'll jump in the water with both of them to catch a salmon, but you watch them when they're feeding. I've watched them for years. If they're raking in something with berries, he's got the left foot here and he rakes everything in here. So I knew, well, I gotta hurry. <laughs> <laughs> and he come at me and I knew if he hits me, he'll take my head off. I back up and the one claw cuts my ear in two here. And he then turns, I know I don't have chance now of that, so I wave my left leg when he comes around again, and he went for that leg. And I looked down at my arm, and there was the knife frozen into it on my knuckle, and I took that knife and I jammed it in his neck. I pulled it out, I jammed it again, I pulled it out, and I got in under his jaw, and I just dug and he started pulling away, and when he pulled away, I hit him in the neck, and I must have hurt the, the, the neck bone, because his head turned like this, and he just flooded me with blood. I mean, just all over, and he came around, and he wanted a little bit more, but he was, <laughs> he was just as bad off as I was. And this time when he came, you see this finger here, it don't kind of work. I busted that knuckle there. But I hit him right in the jaw. He went down and his head fell in the moss. He did not move. I went down. Actually, I think I broke his neck, really, and if you break a neck or shoot him in the brain or in the backbone, they're dead right then. But anyhow, I came back to the bear and I did a dumb thing. I tried to drag back there and get back there. I went to kick the bear. <laughs> and I don't understand that, but I do this. I looked up and he says, Lord, thank you. I laid down here, the bear laid there, and I remember telling the Lord, please take me home or give me strength to get to the ocean.
That's my story.